Main Street to Wall Street. Global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Now, you might know J.J. Ramberg as the former host of MSNBC's Your Business. I know her there. Well, because I was on her show numerous times, we always had a lot of fun. And she used to do this great thing called the elevator pitch, which was awesome. We actually stood in a virtual elevator. And I've, of course, met some very good friends and some really great products and a couple of ones that maybe shouldn't have made it. But nonetheless, that's what it is. She's also the host of her own podcast, Been There, Built That. As a co-founder of Good Pods, a company that, that likened to Instagram for podcasts, they use friends and influencers to harness the power of the community. And we'll be addressing how to use podcasting to grow your business, create content that's relevant to your audience, and use the power of referrals to grow your listenership and business. We are all about taking content here in the C-Suite Network and putting it on a platform and getting that message out. Welcome, JJ, to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Oh, Jeff, it's so good to see you. I love being on TV or computers or whatever we are on right now with you. It's so much different than the days when we would go to 30 Rock and we would go upstairs to, I don't know, the 50th floor. I can't even remember what floor it used to be and go in your studio. Now we can do it from the comfort of our home and we can become a media company, right? Well, and now you're asking the questions and I get to answer them. The tables have turned. Yeah, well, I like this a lot better. I, I do. Tell me about the origin of Good Pods. We started this company for two reasons. So basically, Good Pods is if like Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcast player is meets Instagram so that you can see what your friends and groups and influencers are listening to. And we started it for two reasons. One is I was a podcaster. Um, I had this podcast in conjunction with my show and it did really well. And I would love to think it's because I am so amazing and my content was so great. And I hope to think that's a little bit of the reason why. But also, look, I was attached to NBC News, this big company with deep pockets. And I had a national television show. And I just felt like, here we go again, where it's only the people like that who are attached, you know, have some influence that are going to get discovered. And there's so much more great content from people who don't have huge marketing dollar pockets, right? Or, or influence. And so we wanted to create a way where podcasters could reach more listeners and listeners could discover all kinds of voices. And then on the flip side, as a listener, I've been a podcast listener since, you know, forever. And I constantly found myself like ready to go for a run. And let's just say I had a half an hour to go for a run. I'd spend 15 of those minutes being like, what should I listen to? Let me call my brother and see what he's listening to. And so, you know, I wanted to find a way that was much more efficient to just get on and see, oh, cool, Jeff's listening to this play. And what a great way of being able to do it as opposed to Netflix. When I get on Netflix, I spend over an hour going through every category, scrolling through is very much that's been the experience with podcasts too. Now you started this venture, Good Shop, with and oh, and Good Shop. So you got good pods and now you got Good Shop. With your brother, I knew I know that you've been involved with your brother. What's it like working with family? And I got to bet that sometimes Thanksgiving are a little bit interesting. <laughs> you know, um, so Ken and I started our other company, Good Shop, and now we have a new one, DogDog.org, together. And Good Pods also, me and my brother, he's a very successful entrepreneur, Ken. 
And for good pods, we actually roped my sister in as well. Stanford MBA, brilliant, brilliant woman who's done all kinds of stuff. So now it's the three of us. And then obviously the rest of our team who are not Rambergs. But, you know, for us, we get along really well. We all have different strengths and we really respect each other. And so for us, it works well. But I come from a family, family businesses. My mother worked with my brother. My dad worked with his dad. And so we're lucky that we don't have a lot of conflict around this. That's awesome. So you kind of started this business venture during COVID, which saw podcasts grow exponentially, as Greg and I were mentioning before the beginning of this broadcast. In fact, it's still growing. You grew, I think, 120% between June and July of 2020 alone, more than 400% between July and August. To what do you attribute this continuous upward climb? A couple of things. The upward climb in podcasting in general is a combination of more people just trying it. It's still sort of a baby industry and just great content out there, more great content out there. Our growth has been, I believe, because we're solving an issue for people, right? For again, the listeners who are like, what do I listen to? And so we solve that issue because on Good Pods, they just see what their friends are listening to. And then we've attracted a ton of podcasters who are starting to tell people use good pods as your player because there's so many benefits for podcasters as people see that people have listened to their podcast and it gets passed from friend to friend. That's why I think good pods has grown so rapidly. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. C-Suite Radio. So with so many podcasts out there, how do you go about simplifying or streamlining the discovery process? Well, that's it. So our, our hypothesis was that Really, you want to know what your friends are listening to, right? It's like anything else. I want to know what shampoo my best friend is using or what restaurant they love. And that's what was happening in real life. Like every single dinner party I went to was like, what podcast are you listening to? Or if you look on Twitter or Slack or Facebook, everyone's saying, what podcast are you listening to? What we wanted to do to simplify it is just say, hey, now there's an easy way to see what your friends are listening to. So for example, I follow... One friend of mine who's really into crypto and another friend of mine who's really into science. And so they're basically curating for me. I can follow their feed. I, I see them on my feed. I'm like, oh, I want to learn something neat today. Let me see what John is listening to, right? Or I care about self-help. Let me see what Lisa's listening to. So when you think about that's on the podcast side, do you think you're going to do something similar on the video side? Because it's just going to be as complicated. I I predict there'll be a million TV shows before long, maybe even a million channels in the next, certainly the next decade. How are you going to find the shows you want to watch? Do you think you might do this for video too? You know, maybe one day. We are really, really focused on podcasts right now. 
because we want to be one company who does one thing really, really well. And what we want to be the place to do to go to is for podcast discovery and interaction around, you know, groups around podcasts. Uh, JJ, I've been saying for a long time that content is king, activation is queen, but context is the kingdom. How do you keep your audience engaged with the content that you're creating? The only content I create now is a way for people to find other content. And so our goal is to make sure that if you are a podcaster and you are creating content that you think is amazing, we want to make it easy for people to discover it. It's interesting. It's totally different than what I used to do where I was the content creator, right? I was, I had a television show and we had all kinds of ancillary pieces of content off of that. Now I'm like the tools behind this. I want to make sure that everyone who should be listening to, you know, this sewing podcast has access to the sewing podcast and it will get in front of them so they know about it. What do you think are the biggest mistakes that you see a lot of podcasters making? Quite a few, (laughs) you know, again, because it's a baby industry and because the barriers to entry aren't that big. So it's number one is you got to think, is this a show that I would want to listen to? Right. Mm -hmm. And so think about it with a very critical eye and edit that thing down. I mean, this is what I was trained to do in television. Let it go long if it needs to go long. But if it doesn't edit that down, have someone else listen to it to make sure that you are filling that time wisely so that your audience is engaged the whole time. The other thing is, it is not an if you build it, they will come kind of thing. You have to hustle. It's like launching a book or launching a company. So if you don't get all the listeners that you expected, you know, with the first drop, don't worry about it. This is a process and you got to be out there every, every day, engaging with your audience, asking them to invite their friends to listen, you know, being on social media, this is, you know, good pods, get people to listen on good pods. So their friends see it, you know, that is one tool in your toolbox for getting the word out, but don't be discouraged if it doesn't take off right away. Well, I like this other piece that I want to ask you about too, uh, in relationship to that kind of a spin of that question here at the C-suite network, we emphasize the power of community and good pods heavily Mm -hmm. uses referrals from friends and influencer like. So Tell me about how you're using that to avoid the, what we call, or you've mentioned, I think the ideological echo chamber. Yeah, that is a big issue with all of us in in our world right now. So we have, so when you're on Good Pods, you get two feeds. One is, here's the feed of everyone you're following, right? So it's all your friends that you've decided to follow. But then there's the feed of everyone on the app. And so it's really fun to scroll through the everyone feed because then you're getting all kinds of different recommendations. And I find stuff there all the time that I wouldn't have found otherwise that I think is really, really cool. What are some of the surprises that you've come up with from time to time on podcasts? A podcast that I'm listening to? You mean? Yeah, that you're listening to or that you see in the feed. You know, Mike, a lot, so many times, you know, I'm doing business podcasts. I mean, the average person listens to five different shows a week, eight different, uh, excuse me, five different, yeah, shows eight different episodes a week. So you got to be finding a couple of those here or there. I like to find a lot of history ones, uh, things that I don't normally always uh, find in my day-to-day business. W- which ones are you finding? Uh, and meanwhile, so to do that, I just went on to Good Pods to look at the feed and I was going to just put some out there that, that people are listening to. But the first one that came up that someone just listened to, it's called Podcasting Sucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there you go. And and it's it's trending right now. It's trending, right? We're going to skip that one. Yeah, exactly. It's trending right now. There's so many neat ones here, right? There's consciously clueless. That's I, oh, I have a podcast. I really like this guy, Vinny, Vinny Positivo. Um, oh, Vinny, really Vinny's good. It's a good one. Yeah. 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 I think Vinny's a ton of fun, but I, you know, I wouldn't have known him. I met him through this whole thing. Dialogue is a true crime one that I think is really great. I had to say it. I think there, again, I'm kind of going down the web 3.0 rabbit hole over here. So I just did one called Forefront, the Forefront podcast and Bankless, which I just discovered by seeing other people who are into Web 3.0 listen to on Good Pods. By the way, I'm reading some of the uh, posts from some of the uh, folks out that are on Facebook and LinkedIn and Daniel Huberry. If you remember Daniel Huberry, we met him on the show and he just said it was a great show to be on with Jeffrey and JJ. We actually listened to his catch up spill or his elevator pitch. And we met him from there. And now he's active in the C-suite network. Do you remember Daniel? I do. That's funny. That's like another lifetime ago. <laughs> it is. It's so great to be able to do that. All right. Let me ask you about this because I want to use your podcast experience because it, you know, not everybody who's in the podcast business actually has a podcast, you know, they're helping other people and doing something, but you've been able to do that. You've avoided a lot of the pitfalls that other uh, podcasters have fallen into. How are you avoiding that or have avoided it? What kind of pitfalls do you mean? Well, most people don't do the kinds of promotions, don't do the homework, don't do some of the things that they should do. I mean, how many times have you shown up for an interview and they really don't even know your background or your name and those kinds of things? Yes. Yes. So that's, you know, that's sort of interviewing 101, right? Is really, if you are a podcaster, go in there with a sense of who you're talking to and their stories. You want people to show things more than tell them. It's way more interesting when you get people to tell you stories about how they started things or why they do things. I think the audience learns a lot more from that. But I think podcasting is people, it is so new to so many people to be on air, to be interviewing. And so I think it is about going out and listening to your favorite interviewers. And seeing what it is about them that they are doing well and trying to emulate that in a way that is really authentic to you. But I'll tell you one trick if you're a podcaster and you're interviewing people that I learned from Hoda Kota at NBC on the Today Show. She said, if you're ever interviewing someone and they have something to sell, they're selling a book or a product or something, let them talk about it first or you talk about it first. So that in their mind, then they're done. They don't have to spend the rest of the whole interview thinking, how am I going to fit this in? I got to promote this book. You just get it over with and then they're free to have like a very easy conversation with. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. Why do you think podcasting has become so hot? You've been in the broadcast business. I've been in the broadcast business. We both had our own primetime shows. And we say that we, we both laugh about that. Yours was early a Sunday morning. Mine was late on a Thursday night, but they were primetime shows. They were great shows and uh, had, you know, they did very well. Why do you think podcasting has taken off so much? 
Well, look, radio's always been big. This is not new. People have listened to radio and talk radio forever. So this is just a new form of listening to something. And the content is really great. I think that's why now it's taking off because there's just so many good things to listen to. And as more and more people figure out how to use podcasts, right? It's it's sort of second nature to us. But I remember I showed my uncle the other day and he was like, how? I don't know how to do that, right? <laughs> but as, as people understand that it is super easy, like download good pods, press play, right? It'll just grow. And as more people hear about good shows and then they come onto podcasting, it will just continue to grow. Well, you mentioned about downloading good pods. I think that, well, the fastest growing audience right now is over 55 listening to podcasts. And I think that's just because they finally figured out how to download Apple podcasts. But that nonetheless, I think that, that that itself is a big, tough thing for a lot of folks. You know, the other thing, JJ, I think it's a much more intimate media than even mm. video. I know that we're visual people and that's a really good thing. And people love to watch us and interact with us when we're on TV. But the podcast is in their ears. It's in their head. And so it's a much more intimate. And the other thing is you can listen to podcasts anywhere. You can't watch video everywhere. But you can be vacuuming and be listening to a podcast. And I think that's a big plus, don't you? I know a lot of people now who stop listening to music when they exercise and they've started listening to podcasts. Yeah. Well, we see that with a lot of I was talking not too, uh, not too long ago with Shep Hyken and he his number one audience is folks listening to him while they're exercising. And of course, he had to yeah. even shorten, shorten his podcast because it was a little longer than when people work out. And he was finding that. The number one, we're downloading the podcast from an Apple Watch. And these are the kind of great statistics that you can get. And you can't normally get those, you know, with video. I also think the really neat thing about podcasting is that you get to, with a really low commitment, enter in and out of worlds, right? So I learned so many things, right? Right now, I was telling you, I'm on this Web 3.0 stuff. But I went through a whole period when I was just listening to history podcasts. And sometimes my daughter and I just listen to a true crime podcast on the way to school, right? And so you don't have to commit to one thing. You get to learn all kinds or be entertained in all kinds of ways for just, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. That's awesome. I don't know about t- teaching the kids before they go to school about mass murders, but that's a different thing, JJ. I'll just go with that. So, you know, since launching Good Pods, what's one thing that you learned that you didn't know before? I mean... There's got to be something. I mean, you're no stranger to small business and startups and entrepreneurism. What's the one thing that's been a, just a real standout for you? Wow. That, I mean, we've learned so much in doing this. You know, one thing that I we've put into action that we heard over and over again, and this, this is my second company, but so we did it before too, but you know, of just listening to your audience, right? Listen to your customers. So before we launched Good Pods, I wish I could show you my Excel sheet right now. I spoke to 700 people, literally seven, you were one of them. Yeah, <laughs> literally well, seven we talked, we did. Yeah. About, you know, from you, Malcolm Gladwell, heads of podcast companies, a woman who listens to podcasts once a month, you know, a woman who has a tiny podcast about sewing. We talked to everyone to say, we think discovery is a problem. Is it? Do you think so? This is our idea. Do you think this is a good idea? And then we launched Good Pods. And boy, I tell you, Good Pods today looks very different than Good Pods when we launched it because indie podcasters love Good Pods. And they said to us, we want charts where it's just indie only. So I'm not competing with the daily, right? And crime junkies. So now we launched indie only top charts. 
indie podcasters came to us and said, we want tip jars. So we put tip jars. So it's constantly just listening to the people who are using our products to say, let's add this or, hey, nobody's using this feature. Let's ditch it. Well, but that's not a lesson just for podcasting. That's a lesson for every good business, isn't it? It is. It is. But you have to be very disciplined about it, especially when it comes to killing off features, because you spend a lot of time thinking about it and you're like, this is going to be great. I love it. And they just don't get it yet. As soon as I explain it better, they'll use it. And at some point you feel like, no, nobody's using it. Just realize nobody's using it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a baseball field. No, you built, no one came. Just get over, just plow it over, plow it down. You know, speaking of, I'm going to get back for just a second before I ask you some big questions about where Good Pods is going, but go back to your TV days. You know, you got to see so many businesses and so many inspiring stories. What was one of those that just stuck out in your mind? Oh, so many guys. A woman in Connecticut who I just loved, whose husband lost his job during the recession. She had not worked in ages. She was part-time waitress and hadn't even doing that. They had four kids. They had a tiny bit of money that they had saved up. And her husband couldn't work anymore because he had a medical issue. And she took that money and started. She she lost a ton of weight earlier on. She took that money and she started a low-fat bagel business and literally went like market to market, knocking on doors to say, you know, do you want to sell these bagels? And by the time we had met her, she was working in her house, a home office. I think they had four employees. And then, you know, by the time we'd met her again, she had many more employees and big office, but it was, I mean, it was risky. They were literally taking what little cash they had and buying oil to heat their house, right? They had a mortgage, they had four kids and and she did it. That woman was so determined had the best attitude. And she always inspires me. I think back on that all the time. You know, that's one of the cool things in the jobs that we do in the media and certainly what we do here at C-Suite Network. I hear inspiring stories like that all the time. And it gets really down to a lot of folks is, first of all, the stick to that many entrepreneurs got to have. But second, it's about what you said earlier. It's all about reach. It's all about discovery. It's about the conversion that you got to be able to have in this business. What's next for you and Good Pods? We are just continuing to do what we're doing. So we're pretty new. We've had a lot of great things happen. You've mentioned the Fast Company thing. We've had a bunch of celebrities get the word out for free, which has been really lucky. But we are at the beginning of this. So we want to be the place to go for discovery. So you use Good Pods to play your podcast. You use Good Pods to find your podcast. We want to be there to help podcasters grow their audience and help listeners find great shows. Fantastic. Well, JJ, I'm always impressed. Uh, You've been a great friend. You've been active with us in the C-Suite Network, even hosted a few of our conferences. I think one of the last ones I remember was at the New York Times building. We had a blast doing that show. And that was a that was a great, a great event. We need more of those events. I can't wait till we can all get face to face and hug each other again and do all the kind of things would be fun. Me too. Me too. You let me know when the next one is. I will be there. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.